This is Leafs Breakfast. A full off day for the Toronto Maple Leafs yesterday after their win on Wednesday night over the Chicago Blackhawks. They've got the Habs tomorrow night, hockey night in Canada, and again, the Blackhawks on Sunday. Welcome back to First Up. Welcome in to Leafs Breakfast, where we always welcome our TSN Hockey Insider on Friday mornings. And on this Friday morning, there's two Hockey Insiders with Carlo Koliakovo also on the program. What's going on, Darren? Yeah, you know, just looking outside. I don't know what it's like in Toronto, but it's nasty out here near Whippy. Uh, you know, freezing rain, all the good stuff. So it's brutal. It's going to be an interesting morning. Brutal. I woke up this morning and I saw snow on the ground. I'm like, are we living in a twilight zone or something? Like, earlier in the week, no there were shorts outside. Like, what's going on? Does the weather person just wake up? And depending on what side of the bed it wakes up, it just says, yeah, I'm going to throw this weather today. I'm going to throw that weather today. Like, come on. Let's get in no, a rhythm every day, every day that we go through it is one day closer to uh, spring <laughs> in the golf course, Carlos. Oh, well, you have to think optimistically. Well wait, said, buddy. Darren. Well, can't I mean, wait. March 3rd is only two weeks away, right? And that, of course, is the NHL trade deadline. I was watching Insider Trading last night where you and – Chris Johnston, Pierre Lebrun, and you're breaking, all, breaking it all down. And I thought one thing that you had that was really interesting was talking about the St. Louis Blues, and we've been talking about them a ton, yeah. right, with O'Reilly and Barbashev and all the guys they might have available from their forward group. But, I mean, the defense, I mean, they've got a ton of really quality, experienced NHL defensemen. How likely it is do you think we'll see some of those guys moved as well? Well, they're not pushing them, but they're definitely listening. And uh, there's there's action around Colton Pareko. Pareko hasn't had as good a season as he was expecting. And obviously, he's got the mega deal in term. Uh, you know, what does he have? Seven years left at $6.5 yeah. annual average. But he's uh, an intriguing dude. Big guy, right shot. So you can, you can appreciate how he would draw a crowd. Um, but again, that's, you know, we kind of get into a game of semantics here. I just know that, that St. Louis is listening on any one of their defense, and it is an intriguing collection. You know, you've got Falk, you've got Krug, you've got Pareko, you've got Nick Letty. Now, we should qualify, as I did last night, all four of those guys have no trade clauses. So, you know, if St. Louis is going to get to a place where uh, the interest is significant enough that, you know, they're they're able to move one of those guys, well, then they're going to have to engage with the player and, see what the player wants to do. I guess for me, I I like the nucleus of the St. Louis Blues, and we know that Barbashev is likely getting traded. Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari has has drawn interest. Um, But how big of a renovation is Doug Armstrong trying to pull off here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to trade all of those guys, but Barbashev and O'Reilly probably are getting traded. I say probably because I I guess there's still – some hope, small or otherwise, that Ryan O'Reilly maybe gets an extension with the Blues. That that seems a bit of a long shot to me. But if you're moving those guys and then you're moving one of your core defense, that's that's a renovation. That's a full-on renovation. So St. Louis is going to be an intriguing team to watch moving forward. Yeah, they sure are, Dregs. And um, obviously this week in Toronto there was a lot of buzz uh, that was stirred by a certain insider Um at, at TSN with in regards to uh, Patrick Kane. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, it was a week ago today, I would imagine, that he commented on the New York Rangers acquisition, and he said 
that it's probably going to be another seven to ten days before he, you know, gives the direction to the Chicago Blackhawks. With the Rangers making their move and us coming close to that deadline, do you expect there to be much change in at least the conversations or at least some of maybe other teams that may be potential destinations for Patrick Kane? Lots of teams that have called Kyle Davidson. Uh, Kyle Davidson doesn't have all the information yet. That that needs to be supplied by Papasan, the agent for both Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves. And out of respect to those two players, they haven't got to that place yet. And that should happen in the very near future. I would say the next five days, maybe a week, uh, the longest. And then you're then then you're going to have some legitimate targets to hit on here. You know, do these players want to be traded? Well, it sure sounded like Patrick Kane wanted to be traded to the New York Rangers. That was pretty obvious based on this comment. Are we so sure that Jonathan Taves wants to be traded? I'm not. I mean, he's not saying a bunch. Um, You know, maybe they want part of their legacy with the Chicago Blackhawks organization to be, you know, they, they gave back at the end and they allowed the organization some quality pieces, I would suggest. I mean, you know, you're not getting those two guys as star players in the National Hockey League for next to nothing. But it's complicated because it's not going to be a list of three, five, seven teams. It just won't be. You know, Patty Kane is going to say, okay, here's the team, or here are the two teams I'm willing to go to. Uh, Jonathan Taves, same thing, same thing. So Davidson is, is handcuffed here a little bit, but he's fine with that. Again, given the legacy, everything that these players have brought to the city of Chicago and the organization, whatever they want is what they deserve, and that's what they're going to get. Um, but, look, I mean, there's also some, some fear factor here, fellas, right? You know, if, if you get Patrick Kane the way he's playing right now, he's still a very good player, but people know that he's not 100% healthy. He's not close to 100% healthy. So unless you're getting him at a low cost, you know, if we're talking about Toronto here, um, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a bit of a challenge because you want to respect the history of the player, the resume of the player, and, and look in the future and in the present and see what he can bring to your team. But you do also have to be mindful of the pieces that would have to go out and also be aware that if that hip flares up, what happens if he goes down before the playoffs? I mean, you yeah, can you risk that with any player. 2.0. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Darren, let me ask you this. Uh, Darren Dreger, our guest, and this is maybe like deep in the, uh, the dark web of Maple Leafs Nation, but is there a way <laughs> in which Chicago could put Kane on LTIR, trade him to the Leafs, and then the Leafs could activate him for game one of the playoffs? This was something that they did with Kane in the past for playoff runs, right? When I think yeah. he had the collarbone injury. Is that legal in the CBA? Yeah, like, you can trade uh, injured players, so I don't know why that wouldn't be legal. But are you willing to take that gamble? Like, So do you think magically – Pat Kane is, is going to be okay for the playoffs. I mean, if if the if if the hip is that significant as some think it is, you're not correcting that problem by sitting out for a month. You're correcting that problem surgically, and then Months. you know he's, he's he's coming back, you know, ready for training camp. So I don't know what you're smoking this morning, AK, mm. but you better mm. add another dose because it's not firing. <laughs>
He okay. just planted a seed in a lot of the fan, yeah. armchair fantasy GMs in Toronto. Yeah, you know, that, it's, Ooh, a, it's a... L-T-I-R. Then we L-T-I-R. got more cap space to work with. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. Wow. You can add Kane and whoever else you want. Gavrikov, bring, him, bring in whoever. But as far as the other guy in this equation, that's Jonathan Taves. He has not played since January 28th. He's out with some kind of illness. What is going on with Taves? Yeah. Do you think that affects the likelihood that he's moved? Well, it has to, right? It's, it's mysterious again. Um, you know, of course, we all remember how much time he missed the last time and uh, the cloak of secrecy, which, you know, I, I think most of us were okay with. I mean, it's his personal health. So, you know, it's out of respect to, to Jonathan Taves, um, he can manage that the way he sees fit. But I would wonder from Tabe's perspective, not just from a club standpoint, you know, you look around the National Hockey League and how many playoff-ready teams or, look, a team like Colorado who's not locked into a playoff spot yet, you know, the, the questions of Landis Gog and when he's going to be ready to come back. I think a lot of us could see uh, the, the Avalanche insert an experienced center, you know, a, a number two guy pretty quickly there. And there are other teams that definitely would have interest in Tabe's. Like, I... I read the local media in Winnipeg, and, you know, it's a bit of a romantic story that Taves would come home back to Manitoba. I'm not sure it's a great fit, but, you know, if you're Winnipeg, of course you have to consider a, a top-end veteran experienced player like that. Health is the primary concern right now. That's why I kind of couched what I said earlier in lumping in Taves with Kane because Patrick Kane has come out to say he was disappointed. Tarasenko got traded to the Rangers, which implies – that he's had lots of time to consider this, and he's thinking trade. We haven't heard that yet from Jonathan Taves. I don't think directly anyway. So maybe this illness is enough for him to to reconsider what he wants to do for the rest of the season, and it's definitely giving teams that would have had interest or do have interest pause worrying about what's going on there. Dregs, there were some certain fires that uh, needed to be put out in uh, Calgary last night with the Flames because, you know, Daryl Sutter comes out, he criticizes his goalie. There's people that came out publicly and said that uh, things are too negative in in Calgary with the Flames. It, yeah. It's yeah, hard for players yeah. to move on from that. What do you think is going on in Calgary, and what do they do to help fix the whole um, you know, reshuffling of the identity yeah. of this team because it just seems like no matter how good they play, how bad they play, Daryl Sutter is always coming out and being negative about this team. Yeah, well, look, I, you know, I watched that post game this morning after seeing the Allen Walls tweet. Um, I, I'm not defending Daryl, but that seemed as vanilla as you're going to get from Daryl. You're right, Carlo. He, he, he said his goaltending wasn't good enough. He talked about the lack of emotion. He talked about bad penalties. But, I, I mean, he said Rasmus Anderson's first period was no good, but that was just I, like that was just an honest answer to a player who's just coming back into the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't think it was heaped with negativity when you look historically at some of the things that Daryl has said post-game. This one was... Well, uh, you know, you insane. go back to the Peltier playing his first yeah, game yeah, and, yeah. you know, him yeah. taking a shot at the kid and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, look, it's, it's one of the things I've admired about Walsh for a long, long time, uh, the agent for Jonathan Huberto, is that he just vehemently defends his clients and fights for them, right? So whether this is specific to the experience that Huberto is having in Calgary or just 
a general statement. Um, you know, I, I guess we'll have to wait for Alan to, to clarify or see if there's any reaction coming from the Flames. But I'll tell you this, fellas. The one thing that Brad Treliving has always said, and many managers will acknowledge this, is you'd better like your team going into the season because it's almost impossible to correct or fix in season because of the salary cap, right? Great. Um, you know, as for him, <laughs> Balji talked with Treliving about yesterday on TSN, uh, you know, of course, Treliving would like to add a scoring forward. He's been looking for that piece for a long, long time. Good luck finding that piece mm-hmm. without giving up future assets that you just don't want to give up. The chemistry experiment this season in Calgary hasn't worked. It just hasn't. And it's been amplified because of sketchy goaltending. It really has. So yeah. I'll tell you this, fellas. Like I, I, when I look at, at how this season might end, if the Calgary Flames drift out of the playoffs, don't make the playoffs, there's going to be bigger changes coming. I mean, that goes without saying. Oh, it's just in time for Trade Center. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's going to happen that soon. I, you know, I'm oh, saying end okay. of season because, you know, Trilliving's been ex- an expiring contract. Daryl Sutter is the only guy there in hockey operations with hands-on. I'm talking about the coaching staff and management with a contract. Wow. Like the assistant coaches don't have contracts for next year. Uh, Brad Trilliving doesn't have a contract for next year, but Daryl Sutter uh, negotiated apparently his deal with ownership. So it's a it's a bizarre situation in Calgary. Pieces just don't seem to fit. Maybe they'll bring Jamie McLennan back to the Flames organization. Maybe he's the missing piece. Uh, he'll join us in about an hour. Dregs, quickly, we've got about 90 seconds left. Pierre Dorian, the GM of the Senators, yesterday says there's no, tra- no, no chance they will trade pending restricted free agent Alex Dabrinkit, someone they acquired from Chicago last offseason. Like, have there been significant contract talks between the two sides, and does that surprise you that Dorian wouldn't even consider moving him before the deadline? It doesn't surprise me because AK is an RFA, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you still control his future. Um, and then you have to look at the, the, the price that the Ottawa Senators play, paid to the Chicago Blackhawks to acquire Alex Dabrinkit. I don't think that there's been any meaningful dialogue between Dorian and Jeff Jackson who represents Dabrinkit. Uh, at least last time I checked, which wasn't that long ago, there, there really wasn't. That doesn't mean that there isn't a future for Debrinket in Ottawa. It just means maybe he wants more time. Uh, and I think we can respect that, can't we? I mean, you yeah. can look at the, the, the good pieces in Ottawa, and we had one of them on the Rain Drakes podcast, Tim Stutzler, yesterday. Man, that kid is so much fun on the ice, off the ice. So the future does look bright, but Alex Debrinket has to figure out if he sees that future in Ottawa, and if he doesn't, no different than Pierre-Luc Dubois in Winnipeg. You know, RFAs have never had more clout than they do in today's NHL. So why would you panic into uh, a contract extension unless you're absolutely certain that that's where you want to play your foreseeable future in? Yeah, there's not many 24-year-olds who've scored 40 goals in the NHL no. and, you know, a trade in the trade market and to bring it clearly not one of those with Ottawa. Darren, have a fantastic weekend. Anything big shaking in the Dreger household over the the long family day weekend? No, no, we're on call. We are on call. It's trade mm-hmm. deadline. Uh, nice. in the, Break in a the trade for us, Dregs. Break a trade uh, for us. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, but we'll see. I mean, there's always something going on the weekend. I might go to a Jenny's game tomorrow, in fact. I think uh, Gulf is in Oshawa, so I'll probably do that. 
just nice. give us a break. OHL. I got, I got the OHL game tonight, uh, CHL and TSN. It is the sarniest thing at London Nights. London Nights. Yes. Watch my boy Ryan Winterton. and a beast. Yes. The Seattle Kraken. And he was right. a big part of the Hamilton Bulldogs uh, run last yes, he year. He was. Uh, yeah. At the OHL <laughs> championship. Uh, thank you for this, Darren. Have a great weekend. We'll chat with you, I guess, maybe on Tuesday. All right, guys. Be well. See you, pal. TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Drigger. I'd love to. I'd love to break a trade. Unfortunately, <laughs> there are no trades to break. And 